0: You're listening to episode sixteen of Widowcast with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. Hello, listeners. Hello, my friends. I'm glad you could come back and catch another episode. I have something really special today. I'm so excited. I'm interviewing Dr. Joanne Royer from Change and Associates. Joanne's story is she became widowed at a very young age, which is quite a different experience than my own experience of widowhood, which is why I wanted Joanne here today for Widowcast to speak to those of you who perhaps lost your spouse at a much younger age. Welcome, Joanne.
1: Thank you, Joanne, for having me, inviting me.
0: I am so happy to have you here. So I wanted to hear your backstory. Let's start with that. Let's start with the story of how long you were married and what age you were when you lost your husband.
1: Okay. Well, I met my husband, uh, I was a sophomore in college and we dated for a few years. Um, Got married uh, the year after I graduated. And we had moved from California, moved to Arizona, um, and six months into our move, he uh, passed away of a heart and lung disease. Uh, he would have been 29. I was 28 at the time. And we were together, um, I would say, six years um, yeah, so I was in Arizona. Didn't know very many people. Um, just for some context, I'm an only child, so I don't have any siblings. And my mother at the time was uh, in Guatemala with the Peace Corps, and um, naturally, I called my mom, and she uh, immediately came came uh, to Arizona and lived with me uh, during you know, the initial uh, process of, of his death. Okay.
0: Okay. So So was it, um, um, was he sick for a long time? I mean, were you spending a lot of time in the hospital with him prior?
1: No, I would not say he was um, sick for a long time. We moved to Arizona because the climate was better for his health and, Um, You know, we bought our first house. Um, As I said, we were there for a very brief period of time. We were starting to connect with our community, build our new lives together. Um, And then pretty suddenly he had developed a, a brain abscess. And then because of his heart issues um wasn't able to tolerate all the um interventions uh and and quickly died um so i can't say that it was something that we had dealt with for a long period of time and plus also you know i i was we got together at 20 it was 22 23 you know in your 20s love conquers all. So right, whatever right. issues, um, health wise would present itself. It was not part of our, well, it wasn't part of his reality. Um, he acknowledged the possibility that, um, he wouldn't necessarily have a long life as, as we both imagined, you know, under eighties, and nineties, but, um, you know, we we both loved life, loved each other and just, um, you know, never really thought that, uh, death so soon would, would, you know, take place. Right, right.
0: Right. Boy, and yeah, and clearly I'm, I'm really sorry for the loss that you went through at that point in time. I could see with it still being young love and six years together that's almost still honeymoon
1: Absolutely. to me. Absolutely. And you know what's yeah. interesting to me, and I, I'm sure that everybody you know, who's widowed um, gets this question, but the first thing usually that people ask me is, well, how long were you married? And um, it's an interesting question because I remember very early on, I still have some some reaction to it even today, but I remember early on it was almost as though, depending on how long how long you were together it was equated with the depth of your loss or the depth of the significance oh, wow. of your relationship and still to this day you know, if I'm around family or friends that are going through a loss, um, I'm very sensitive to um, and mindful of, of asking that question because you could be together for three years and it's just so impactful. It's everything to you. You could be together for, you know, 50 years and yes, you've been together, but perhaps, you know, your relationship may not have been as impactful or all that you had hoped it to be so I I I just really remember being struck by that question yeah
0: and to me it it seems that suffering that loss six years into the relationship Mm -hmm. there's almost I don't want to say more grief because I mean we all grieve in different ways Mm -hmm. but in addition to the grief of losing him you're also grieving for the future that you had planned to have with him
1: absolutely Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I- yeah,
0: and and in in young love, six years in love, I think back to being six years in love with my husband, and it, oh my gosh, it was still really an idyllic time for us in our relationship. Um, yeah. You know, our relationship evolved over the years, um, and probably regenerated over and over again. You know, you go from young love into that really comfortable relationship, and then all of a sudden things spark up again. Um, But yeah, I could see that being a a difficult thing. And the challenge of being still in your 20s is pretty young to deal with losing someone. So what kind of things were you dealing with early on in your grief?
1: Um, Well, I remember back then there were not a lot of groups for as I would characterize young widows and widowers so I remember going to a a support group I just needed to be around a community that a like-minded community if you will I needed to be around people who were going through feeling similarly to me so I went to a group and the first thing I did is I went in and all I remember seeing um women and some men who were probably my mother's age at that time, <laughs> of course, now I am my mother's age, but at that time it was you know fifties seven you know sixty five seventy five and um the comments usually that I got were well you're young enough, you'll find love again and um And yes, let's, I certainly hope that that was the case, but it was the last thing that I wanted to hear because of course I didn't want to feel love again. I wanted to feel my husband's love again. And so, um, needless to say that that wasn't the, the community that I stayed in largely just because. You know, we were coming from two different life chapters. But I do remember part of the conversation was just sharing of the longing of wanting to see our loved one, wanting them to walk into the room, wanting, you know, this just to be a bad dream, wanting to somehow um, run into them on the streets. And, you know, we just wanted them back. And um, we wanted to feel them and smell them and hear their voice and and all of that. I remember the group broke for a, um, uh, you know, uh, bathroom break and, and so forth. And so a lot of us were outside of the group room and there was another group right next door and this was a group for divorced people and they also came out for a break and it just you know looking back i i find it comical now of course i didn't at the time but here i had these divorced people who were coming out from their group oh i wish he were dead i wish i wish i didn't have to see her again oh i wish you know uh, there was a way for me not to have you know any any interaction and here we are The widows and widowers thinking, oh my God, I wish that was us. So it was comical today. wasn't necessarily comical then, but I think I think that's the other um, piece that you know more. It's more common for separations in relationships to happen or divorces to happen. And so, you know, being newly widowed, um, that's a hard situation to have to walk into when some of your friends might be going through a divorce. And it's a very different, yes, it's a loss, but it's a very different set of circumstances.
0: Right, right. And it's a different kind of loss, a different kind of mourning. And the ones that had said to you, you know, you're young, you'll find love again. People can say some of the most bizarre things sometimes to widows, and they come from a really good place because they, they really want to make you feel better. So they'll say things that they think might make you feel better and they're not necessarily the things that you really need to hear at that point in time for sure.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I've definitely learned. um, I I don't even really say I'm sorry if I find out that someone has, has going through a loss because you know, what words really to articulate um, a feeling around loss is is very difficult. What I do find myself saying, and what I also experienced early on was you know when you 're going through a loss there 's a lot of people that flock around you and 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 thank goodness you know for friends and family um, but over time, life goes on for those. Those people, and I really find that it was most difficult after probably the first um, two three months when your loved ones and your friends have to move on they have you know they 've got families of their own life circumstance what have you, and it seems like everything's moving on except for you, and you're still sitting there and it becomes very quiet i 'm um, not i don 't know about you, but evenings were very. Um, difficult. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, so I really make it a point today to make sure that I show up. Um, and I mean that in a, in a physical way that I show up for friends or family who have gone through a loss, um, throughout the entire year, because it's very easy, um, to just move on and, and have people that have gone through a loss, Feel even more forgotten. So for me, oh, sure. you know, I make make it an effort to to um, to really show up as much as I can. Um, you know, during during at least the first year. Um, right. right,
0: right. I remember for me the people. There were so many people who said, you know, just reach out for anything you need. Anything you need, you can reach out to me. And, you know, that was really lovely and fine. Not that I would reach out to them because it's kind words. The people that meant the most were, you know, the neighbor lady from a couple blocks over that I kind of vaguely know. And she turned up at my front door with a a loaf of apple bread. That's her special thing that she makes saying, I'm so sorry. Here I brought you apple bread. And it was like a solid gesture that meant so much to me. Right. Um, and a lifelong friend who showed up from the other coast, he was out here. He was Jim's best friend his whole life and phoned me and said, you know, let's meet up for dinner. Let me buy you dinner. And that was such a wonderful thing because not just getting out to sit down to dinner with someone, but he talked about Jim. And listened while I talked about Jim Mm -hmm. and made the whole point of our dinner together, kind of reminiscing about my husband, which is really what you need at that point, because other people are afraid to talk about the person who just passed away sometimes, right? so the the special circumstances of being widowed at a really young age, and you mentioned that you seem to lose a lot of your girlfriends yeah. during this time
1: yes, absolutely, well, you certainly do go through a variety of losses um, uh, when you lost you know a, a lo- uh, lose a loved one. In particular, I had a few girlfriends who either were in serious relationships or were married and all of a sudden I realized I was not getting invited over to the, the dinner party or we weren't um, uh, perhaps going to the movie um, that you know my husband and I and, and my girlfriend and her uh, boyfriend would routinely uh, go to and I actually had one friend who said, you know, Joanne, I'm really, I hate to say it, and I I know it's terrible of me, but I'm not feeling really comfortable having you around, Um, Dave, and what it came down to is, she started to feel insecure that now that I was "quote unquote" single, that perhaps you know she was not feeling so secure in her relationship that she really saw me as a threat, which blew me away because believe you me, I felt the least attractive, and 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 you know I, I that was a hard. Concept to fathom that my some of my friends started um, pulling away because they saw me as a potential threat to their relationship now that you know, now that I was quote unquote single. So it, it, it and that took a while for me to really wrap my head around. And um, it just really shows that there are a variety of different losses um, uh, that, that come about in losing um, a spouse.
0: Right. 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 A lot of friends go by the wayside. And I thought it was really a fascinating insight that your friends, whether they were dating or your friends that were married, like you would go, you and your husband would go out with them as couples and now they exclude you because... You're no longer a couple with someone, but you also a potential husband threat yes. if they're feeling insecure in their relationship.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, as I started to meet, um, when I was ready to, uh, you know, to meet new friends and to really emerge into my life again, um, I became more and more aware that I was meeting people that didn't did not know Tony. And did not know me in the context of my relationship with Tony, and that was pretty difficult as well. I couldn't. Sure, you know, I, I put out the fact that I was widowed, but I couldn't. Um, the, you know, my it was really um, learning to create a new identity for myself within the context of new friendships while also trying to keep a part of my identity in the fact that I had this really loving, beautiful relationship. So how trying to balance those two out because Tony never left me. What I mean by that is I think through the years and moving moving forward, which is a difficult journey, and it ebbs and flows, and you know, it's it's a very intriguing, nebulous kind of experience. He's just shifted. That's how I would explain it. He has just shifted within mm-hmm. me. I've I've put him in a different place in my heart um, over time. <laughs> I want to make sure because it's been twenty You know, almost twenty-five years. Um, Right. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, an interesting process. The other, yeah,
0: and that's one of the things, one of the parts of your story that really pulled me in, Joanne, was the fact that you are over twenty years out from being widowed now, and many of us widowed, and I think many of those listening to this podcast. Are still closer to it because, you know, we're looking to share and uh, looking to find our way and seeing where someone is after 20, 25 years. And it's beautiful the way you talk about Tony now and still there, but having, you know, it's, it's a different relationship with Tony now.
1: Yeah, it's uh, and you know when when new relationships and I'm speaking as far as romantic relationships, when I was ready to venture into that whole pool, <laughs> uh, yeah. it's uh even my anger, even my anger towards them, and, and now is more comical in the sense that if a relationship doesn't uh, move in the direction that I'm wanting to uh, romantically, or that or I. I Go through a breakup, um, or he or this new person doesn't call me back. All of those things. Now I'm using my energy and saying, "You see, this is why I, you know, this is what I'm angry with you about." And if you were here, this, you know, I wouldn't have to go through through this. But the emotion is different. It's really more of I understand. I am in life again, and um. Uh, I understand that I'm in charge of creating what I want my life to be at this point. And now I can look back and say, you know, with some comic relief, I could use my my anger. I don't even know if that's really the right adjective. But now it's more of an of, of, in a comical kind of a way to help motivate me forward.
0: Great. Right. That's yes. perfect. And you had also talked about um so many levels of loss yeah. over the years as you your current circle now never knew Tony. Right.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So you've kind of lost that connection with your own history a little bit right. over the years.
1: Right. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I think it's interesting I, I ran into somebody um who has, has gone through a recent loss and just taking me back from the early I don't know if we're really uh, cognizantly aware, but, you know, and I don't know if this was like for you, Joanne, because really grief is so individual. And so everybody's story is going to be different. But I remember just trying to capture a sense of his smell, right? I find a shirt. This is very early on. I'd find a shirt and try and, 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 take him in within his scent or I would try really hard to remember what his voice sounded like and um, sometimes I would think that I would hear his uh, voice calling out to me and over time that started to slip away. So that's also another example for me of just a different layer of loss. or moving out of uh, our house, or finally moving back out of, uh, out of Arizona, the state, or leaving um, you know, I chose to move to Washington State at some point in my life and um, leaving uh, friends that knew Tony actually physically um, making a, a physical move and, and, and leaving. So it just shows itself, lost the different, Types of loss show itself in different ways.
0: Right. If you could reach back to your 20-something-year-old self mm-hmm. um, upon becoming widowed, mm-hmm. what would you tell her now?
1: Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Um, hmm. I would... I definitely would say you did everything you knew n- knew to do in that circumstance um you were good enough during that time um and um i think to be kinder to myself during the process
0: that's perfect, perfect especially the thought that you, that you did everything you could in the circumstance and you did everything right. Yes. There's so much second guessing that goes on after you've lost your spouse yes. about what you did, what you didn't do. So, yeah, that just that beautiful reass- reassurance.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I, I I just, just to point to that, I think, you know, sometimes, yes, we do second guess ourselves. Things happen. um, And I think our loved ones want so much to, um, to protect us and to take care of us that they want to say, oh, no. You know, if I say, oh, I should have done this or that. Our friends will immediately come and say, oh, no, you know, it was fine how you handle it. Sometimes it's important to just honor the feeling and the thought that somebody has. If if someone were just to were able to hold space for me when I said, you know what, I should have done X, Y and Z, if they were able to hold my space and just allow me to feel that way for a bit, I think sometimes that's also a gift that we can can give um our loved one and not immediately just want to remove it because it would make us feel better right right,
0: right. right. and the, and to offer the understanding too when we are having those doubts and second guessing mhm uh-huh. All the things we did around the time of the death or shortly before the death, that's all coming from a space of the deep love we had for the person. We love them so much, we are scouring our mind to see if we did the best things for them that we could. And, um, I know I've talked to widows that feel guilty about things that happened around the death of their spouse. And that guilt is actually coming out of that space of love. Yes. This incredible deep love that they had for the person. If they didn't have that deep love for them, they would never second guess anything that they did at the time. Right. Right. It's because we wanted the very best for them. So, um. Yeah, it's kind of an awesome, beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's great that you, if you can reframe it that way, it's instead of wanting to take it away, I think there's a huge difference, but that's the other piece that, you know, the, the feeling, the emotions that come up, you know, that are associated with grief are so profound that not only is it difficult for us to tolerate the level of of emotion, but people around us find it very difficult to tolerate. And so I think that's, you know, your listeners I'm sure have already experienced that, you know, people may not call you or people may not want to uh, be around you and invite you in a social setting. And it's, of course you think at the time it has to do with you. It's really, for me, thinking that they have difficulty um, tolerating my pain
0: right right or it's their own and discomfort it, they're trying to avoid
1: absolutely absolutely so yeah, it's yeah. easier just not to be around and that's the other pieces it took me a bit to get f- ahead of some of my feelings in order to also then be there for my good friends who also went through the loss of tony it was not just me Right. You know. Right. So I needed to really, um, and I remember. I think I was two years out. I um, contacted everybody in my circle and really wanted to um, acknowledge and honor, um, and really make amends in a sense that I wasn't truly able to be there for them because I had to be there for myself. So that's a whole other piece of work um, right. that needed to take place. For me, right. not right. You know, everyone has their own way of handling it.
0: So it's awesome. It's awesome to have you join me here today um, so that you can speak to people who are further out away from their loss or speak to those widows listening who are in their the younger half of their life, um, having people tell them, oh, don't worry, you're so young, you'll still find somebody else again <laughs> those those kind of things thank you for joining me today joanne
1: absolutely joanne thank you for having me
0: it's been a pleasure thanks once again i would like to thank dr joanne royer for taking the time out to talk to us for this podcast. It was a real treat and a real pleasure to speak with Joanne. Uh, Joanne is the introvert, introverted women's coach. She helps uh, women find their confidence and their power. I think she's super. If you want to find out more about Joanne Royer, you can check out her website for Change and Associates at Joanne Royer. Phd and she spells her name with an e, so it's Joanne Royer R O Y E R, phd.com and of course, if you want to reach out to me, my website is Coach dot com, Joanne without an e, J O A N N thelifecoach.com. dot com, and you can email me at Joanne at Coach dot com. I love hearing from you guys. So do leave reviews for me in iTunes. We're now not only on iTunes and Stitcher, but this podcast has been added to Google Play Music. They've just released podcast on Google Play. You cannot find it searching Widowcast yet. You have to actually search my name in Google Play, Joanne Philomena. So I hope all of you really enjoyed this episode. I'm looking forward to doing some more interviews in the future for Widowcast. I think it's really exciting to be able to hear the stories of other widows out there who have moved past the initial grief and found their way in life to inspire all of us. So thank you for listening. Go find some joy in your day. Until next time.